0: Hello, everyone. and Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here, we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are diving into another new car. This time, it's an Infinity and not an interesting one that we're talking about the 2021 infinity qx80 today against against fresh tech new grades and a $69,050 starting msrp let's get into it infinity's qx80 suv has been upgraded for the 2021 model year as it now features a new smart rearview mirror srvm system with improved high definition clarity as well as a wider screen size for better visibility buyers can choose between lux premium select and sensory grades with prices starting from $69,050. $69,059 $69,059 for the 2-wheel drive model and $72,150 for the 4-wheel drive spec. The previously mentioned SRVM system is available on all grades. Thanks to its wider 9.6-inch display, high-res camera, and LED flicker mitigation technology, the SRVM system can give drivers more confidence behind the wheel. The tech first appeared back in the back in 2018 actually during the QX80's last major update and is now in its second generation. This is the second generation QX80. Oh, that interior is so dated, if that's true. Oh, no. The entry-level Lux grade gets a wide range of driver assist technologies as standard, such as blind spot intervention, lane departure prevention, distance control assist, a rear seatbelt reminder, and an upgraded intelligent cruise control system. Apple CarPlay and Android Auto are also available. If you offer the premium select instead, you get a bunch of exterior trim enhancements, as seen on the Limited Run 2020 QX80 Edition 30 variant like dark chrome and black highlights on the grill. On the grill, fender vents, door mirror caps, and a rear, t- rear tailgate strip. This model also comes with dark chrome 22-inch alloys, while the interior can be specified with either graphite, truffle brown, or Sahara stone colors, plus a revised matte brown accent trim. As for the top-spec sensory grade, it offers quilted semi-aniline leather seats and a charcoal, charcoal burl trim with a new graphite tricot, hel- tricot probably meant coat, Tricoat headliner. You also get 22-inch wheels, chrome mirror caps, and the carmaker's hydraulic body motion control system as standard. Let's talk about the look. So apparently this is the second-gen QX80, and honestly, I I guess I don't, except for a few Infinities, I don't really like most Infinities, to be honest with you, and I, I feel like part of the problem is that it's hard for me to see them as little more than s- semi-more luxurious Nissans, and I know that that's quite an insult, but I mean, while the QX80 looks good, I also see a lot of Pathfinder. I mean, to me, it's like... it's a I'm not, was it, Is it Pathfinder or is it the... I don't think it's Pathfinder. No. Is it the Armada? No. No. What's the one that was the Middle Eastern model that's now sold here? I don't remember. But that, just with a different face on it. Rear also looks good. I don't... There's just... There's not much that's very luxurious about Infinities to me. It's, at the very least, not there's not much that seems all that luxurious about the QX80 to me. It seems like a forty five thousand dollar vehicle maybe a fifty thousand dollar vehicle not a sixty nine thousand dollar vehicle like that's a pretty high starting price to me And the car visually from the exterior and as far as i saw in the interior it just doesn't meet that cost it doesn't warrant that cost i mean let's get a better image of the interior okay the wood touches are nice and that speaker that speaker cover is also really nice but the dashboard that i briefly mentioned earlier is really really dated you have so let's talk about the let's talk about the dashboard so in the center of the dashboard you have you know where all your hvac functions would be and all that stuff it's separated at the but at the sides by two vertical black bars so you have the passenger and then the driver and then all your the touchscreen, well or the infotainment system whatever you want to call it the hvac functions all that in the middle and it looks it looks Good, just dated to me. Really, really dated, like 2016 kind of dated. The only thing that saves it from it being dated is the fact that you have an upper touchscreen on the top of the on the top of the dashboard, not at the very top, but higher up on the dashboard, let's say. And then you have another touchscreen in the middle with redundant controls for your HVAC, your I think there's air vent speed, your seats, and all that down below. That makes it a lot more modern, and that's maybe not the first vehicle, but probably one of the. Probably one of the first that I've seen like this, because it's not connected like a 12-inch screen is in RAM 1500s. It's two separate screens. But legitimately, it's two separate screens. You have a smaller one and then a bigger one at the bottom. But the uh, the vertical bars that kind of split the driver from the passenger is a really dated look. And it's a, I think it's a little odd, because the orientation of the of the dashboard looks like it would suit a more horizontal layout, not a vertical layout. Like, think of the let's say, 2014 to 2019 Dodge Durango with its vertical center dash. Like that, just with nicer materials. And you'll see what I mean by it's really, really dated. Finished nicely, but dated. And then if we go to the passenger side where the airbag cover is in the air vent, they it looks like they tried to imitate Jag where the door inserts, they have wood, and then they carry that wood through towards the dash. And so where the airbag cover is, is lower than the top of the dash, and that and that difference in height is split by a wood inlay. It reminds me, I think, of the XJ, which had a very similar, had a very similar design trait where it's like they sculpted the very edge of the dash in a rounded manner and made this massive. What was it? I want to say arc, but it was a very circular kind of looking interior. It looks like they tried to. If you look at the Jag XJ, the Jaguar XJ, you'll see what I mean by. You'll see what I mean by that on the top of the dash. It looks like they tried to copy it, and it makes it look even more dated now to me. Because it's just a lot of nothing there. Now, to be fair, there's always a lot of nothing for airbag covers, but... Yeah, now let's move over to the driver's side of the interior. Oh, no. This looks just as dated. The instrument cluster... Now, look, I like analog gauges. I do. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Sorry. No, forget what I was about to say. I was going to say it looks incredibly dated, the, the instrument cluster, because it didn't... It doesn't look like there's a proper TFT screen in it, but no, there is. It. Never mind. Never mind what I was going to say there. Let's go back to the steering wheel. So, the steering wheel looks like they took the the design off the. I think it's the new Frontier. And what I mean by that is the vertical orientation of the buttons, and then the connection of the spokes. So you have the two spokes on the side, and then you have the two spokes in the middle at the bottom of the steering wheel. They're connected, like on the Frontier, via a black. A, let's call it a black insert for now, for lack of a better word. That makes it look like it's the spokes are connected rather than them being separate. And the buttons are laid out. They look exactly the same to me as they do on the Frontier. And again, they're oriented vertically, so it just looks like a mess. Which is perhaps a little bit harsh, but that's the way that it looks to me. It's a it's a very it's a very kind of cluttered steering wheel to me. I prefer buttons, if you're gonna put buttons on a steering wheel, which I don't have a problem a problem with to be honest with you, like that's the modern way now. Even the Viper got buttons in, his, in the fifth generation, got buttons on the steering wheel thankfully there weren't just buttons overload though but this seems a little bit not even like it's well a little bit like it's button overload but more so it's just not to me they're not oriented in a friendly way visually it just looks like a waterfall of buttons and i'm not quite a fan the lower center console looks good more of the wood more of the wood motif that we've been seeing around the dash i don't call it it's not really an insert more of a i don't want to call it a wood insert because i don't think that's correct but for lack of a better word, right now, I'm sorry. Wood insert that they have there—that's the same in the rest as the rest of the dash. I like that they have a proper gear gear knob. So it's not its, it's not a rotary. It's not a rotary or anything like that. Where you see on most cars, it's an old-fashioned. Now that's old-fashioned, Jesus, old-fashioned lever. But I like it. That's probably, in my opinion, one of the most, or one, certainly one of the more luxurious-looking bits in the interior, for sure. You know with that said though looking at the interior the fit and finish does look good so at least at least that sixty nine thousand has went somewhere in the interior outside of just adding some new tech it does actually look really really nice from a material and fit and finish standpoint i just the design to me is just a little bit dated as a whole it looks like a 2016 2017 vehicle in terms of interior modernness rather than a 2021 vehicle and that's a bit of a shame really it's also a little bit of a shame that they took the nissan frontier steering wheel i think it's not going to be hard if you've seen the new frontier steering wheel and then you look at the new qx80 it's not going to be hard to tell at all it's the same steering wheel now i don't necessarily have a problem with parts sharing, even to that end it's just that in in this application the steering wheel doesn't look as luxurious as it could be certainly it certainly doesn't look as luxurious as the rest of the interior overall though i'm kind of mad i'm not saying the exterior looks bad it looks good just not worth 69000 to me. But the interior is definitely where you're spending the money. Perhaps a little bit overkill in the wood. As someone who likes... Honestly, who likes wooden interiors in different colors. To me, it's kind of overkill. Almost too Victorian, really. But the materials look nice. The design is perhaps a little bit dated. But the interior is definitely where your sixty nine grand has been spent. That's that's going to be the best justification for why it's $69,000. I mean, that's really my take on it. I'd say... Uh, honestly like five out of ten. Not that it's bad. The interior is at least a 6.7. I just don't really care about it. It's to me, it's not that interest. it's not a very interesting SUV. Sorry to say. But anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. If you did, please let me know what you think of the QX80 and also like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. If you do subscribe, I really do appreciate that. Please make sure to hit the little notification bell and then all notifications. That way you're obviously notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have it on the pod, Podbean mobile app, not a problem. Just boot up wherever you get your podcast Before you start off, type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at CodyCarConUndRM or check out my website www.codyscarconundrum.com for articles and other car-related content.